going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 197 of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, joined as I always am by Joey Carrion. And on today's show, we're going to be giving our early week thoughts on the AFC and NFC championship games. Take a look at the final two-game DraftKings slate of the season, as well as the betting market. If you're new to the podcast and like what you hear, you can support by subscribing on whatever podcast platform you use, whether that be Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Podcast Addict. You can also find us on YouTube at the DFS Dose, where we produce fantasy content all week, every week, and live stream on Saturdays. Finally, our Discord channel is open and available. The link to join that is in the description to the podcast. Joey, before we get into the breakdown of these games this weekend can we just get a round of applause for my boy gabriel davis who put the whole slate on his back last week yeah i mean 200 plus yards four touchdowns broke the touchdown record in the playoffs i mean what a performance what a guy and shout out to everybody just latching onto my bit you know calling him the you know dynasty wide receiver one and all this other good stuff i mean i love to see it it's like seeing your son graduate from high school, you know, it's like he's finally made it. I'm really proud. <laughs> That's been your boy for like a year now. So give you respect. You were on it. And, you know, he didn't have the best regular seasons, but when it mattered most, you know, he made a count. He did. He did. First round pick in 2022. Um, uh, stop the cap. All right. We got two games this weekend. We'll start off with the AFC Championship game, which kicks off at 3 p.m. Eastern. We have the Cincinnati. Bengals traveling to KC. Chiefs are favored by seven points, favored by a touchdown to start. How do you think this game plays out? Are we going to get another back and forth shootout like we saw with the Chiefs and Bills? Yeah, I think there's definitely potential for that. Uh, This currently has a total of 54 and a half, which is up four points from the opening line. I'm just really pissed at myself for not getting the over when it opened at 50 and a half because I I feel like that's one of the easier bets of the week but 54 and a half I still expect this game to go over these two teams faced just a couple of weeks ago the score in that game finished 34 to 31 Joe Burrow Jamar Chase T Higgins Tyler Boyd Joe Mixon I mean they're definitely capable of keeping up with the Chiefs offense So I expect this to be a pretty close game. I expect this to be a high scoring game. And in terms of DraftKings, this is going to be the game that I think everybody gravitates towards just because some of the prices are a little bit egregious. And this game just from a total perspective is going to be significantly, you know, higher than the Rams and 49ers game. Yeah, it's about eight points higher right now. And and I mean, I think we're going to see that translate to DFS. I think that, you know, the majority of the ownership is going to come, you know, from this game. I I think Mahomes and Burrow are definitely going to be the two highest owned quarterbacks. I think, you know, Mixon, McKinnon are going to be two of the highest owned running backs. And, you know, as you mentioned, Tyreek. Chase, Higgins, Kelsey, Uzoma, like everybody is priced affordably in this spot. Kind of like we saw last week, they kept the prices in check so you could fit everybody in. And I mean, as a result, everybody's going to be stacking this game up on DraftKings this weekend. Yeah, rightfully so. I mean, the Niners and Rams game just doesn't look too appealing from a fantasy perspective. And then you combine that with the misprices of certain players in the Chiefs and Bengals game. This is going to be the game that everybody plays on DraftKings this weekend and rightfully so 
there, there's some great plays. Starting off, you know, with the two quarterbacks, Joe Burrow's priced at 6,600, Mahomes 7,400. Mahomes is the most expensive quarterback on the slate, rightfully so. And just at the level he's playing at right now, I think it's pretty hard to get away from, especially if you're playing cash. Seems like you just lock Mahomes in at this point. Yeah, Mahomes in cash is a stone lock. So if you're still grinding cash, shout out to you. Mahomes is the play there, 7400 He's only $800 more than Burrow. And we've just seen it over the last two weeks of the playoffs that when it matters most, Andy Reid is going to put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands. And in the AFC Championship game, I don't expect that to change much. Yeah, CEH and McKinnon will probably get a decent amount of work on the ground, but Mahomes is still probably going to throw the ball 40 times. Uh, He's probably going to throw for three plus touchdowns and probably 300 plus passing yards in the spot against the Bengals. So I don't see how you can not play Mahomes in cash. Obviously in tournaments, you could fade anybody, especially at high ownership, but this dude Mahomes is on another level right now. So I'm not fading Mahomes at all. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, back-to-back 40-plus games on DraftKings. I don't think you get away from that. We did see Joe Burrow have his second-best game of the season from a fantasy perspective against the Chiefs in Week 17. You know, threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Do you think he's going to be able to replicate that success this week? You know, Burrow hasn't really been—I mean, he's been playing well in the playoffs up to this point, but he hasn't been, you know, dropping these 400, 500-passing-yard games like we saw to close the regular season. And I think he's probably going to need to to keep this game close. Yeah, we're definitely going to see, you know, elevated pass attempts from Joe Burrow in this spot. Um, I think that's the only way that the Bengals can keep up. And, you know, I don't think they've played that great, and I don't think they've played up to the level of the Chiefs so far in this playoffs. Like, they've had two close games against two pretty average teams, I would say, in the Raiders and Titans. So that's concerning. But in this spot, I think Joe Burrow will play to the level of his competition and should provide some fantasy relevance, you know, out of his wide receivers especially uh and Jamar Chase and T Higgins who we'll talk about here shortly but yeah I, I think Joe Burrow's okay the Chiefs defense I mean it, it hasn't been good right in the in their last four games they've given up 30 and a half points per game and 407 yards per game to teams not named the Pittsburgh Steelers so this is a good spot for Joe Burrow it's a great spot for Patrick Mahomes and I'm expecting uh fantasy fireworks in this game mm-hmm. And if you guys want a free lock in terms of a player prop, Joe Burrow's passing yard prop on FanDuel is 287.5. I mean, you can literally lock that in. He's going for 300 plus in this game. Um, And, you know, speaking about the wide receivers in this game, you know, Chase and Higgins especially stand out. You know, Jamar Chase had 266 yards and three touchdowns the last time these two teams played. We just saw Gabe Davis drop 200 yards and four touchdowns. I mean... This Chiefs defense is susceptible down the field, and and that's kind of what this offense does best when they're forced to pass the ball. I mean, Chase, 6,700, T. Higgins, 5,700. The price discrepancy is getting a little bit tighter. But, I mean, they're both so affordable in this spot. They they stand out as two of the best plays on the slate, I think. Yeah, they're they're two of the better receiver plays for sure. I mean, we just saw in Week 17 Jamar Chase put up 266-3 and three against the same Chiefs defense, right? It's another eruption spot for these Bengals wide receivers. Maybe the Chiefs make a more concerted effort to uh, stop Jamar Chase, and that'll open things up for T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And I currently do like Tyler Boyd's receiving yards over 
which is sitting at 38 and a half on DraftKings. So I definitely love that prop bet as I do think they will kind of uh, do what they did to Stephon Diggs and roll a safety over top of Jamar Chase, pretty much double team him, make T Higgins, make Boyd, make Uzama, make Mixon beat them uh, this time around. So love that prop bet. But yeah, th- this this game is going to be electric and Jamar Chase, T Higgins are great. T Higgins is probably the guy that you're playing to cash. I think if if you're picking one out of the two, just because, I mean, I've said it for the last, you know, three weeks, but the the price discrepancy doesn't make sense when you take a look at their target market shares and T Higgins on the season has been targeted more than, you know, Jamar Chase in, in terms of percentage of teams targets, right? So T Higgins is the cash game lock for me, but Jamar Chase is probably in consideration as well. Yeah, and and I like Boyd for what it's worth as well. 4200, he stands out as a pay down option. I think I would opt to go there if I'm trying to save salary over some of the guys around him like Meikle Hardman, Van Jefferson, etc. But how do you feel about the Chiefs wide receivers? Tyree Kill is priced at 7k just above Jamar Chase and Byron Pringle 4300 who has, you know, really fully established himself as the Chiefs wide receiver too down the playoff stretch. Yeah, fuck Byron Pringle. <laughs> Dude, I needed him. I need him to get 31 yards on Sunday to win a prize picks bet, and he got 29 on seven mm. targets and five catches. Like, like, if you would tell me before the game, yeah, you could lock in five catches from Pringle. I'm like, yeah, he's get, he's going over 31 yards. Nope, I'm not playing Pringle. I mean, the upside is just very low, but obviously he has touchdown upside. I mean, Patrick Mahomes looks to him in the in the red zone for some reason. You know, three touchdowns in, in these playoffs so far. Uh, looks like he's going to be a best ball winner mm-hmm. if he continues this. So I guess he's fine at 4,300. I think I would prefer Boyd in this spot at 4,200. So I think we're on the same page there. Other than that, um, I'm probably staying away from Pringle, Hardman, D-Rob. I think all of those guys are pretty good fades. And how are you comparing Tyreek to Jamar Chase? Uh, they're really the two guys in that price range. Debo is as well, but I think he's a cut below. Yeah, I think Tyreek is going to project a little bit better than Jamar Chase. And the ceilings are obviously pretty comparable between the two players. So I think I would prefer Tyreek Hill in cash. Obviously, I think he's going to be one of the more owned players on the slate. So in tournaments... You could make that pivot to Jamar Chase off of Tyreek Hill. But if we're just discussing this from a cash game perspective, Tyreek Hill, I think, is a little bit safer and he's going to project a little bit better than Jamar Chase. So give me Tyreek Hill over Chase this week. Yeah, and it's honestly because of the prices, it's pretty easy. You know, if you want to play Mahomes to Tyreek and bring it back with the doubles of of Chase and Higgins, like that's fully feasible this week. And I I don't think it'll be sneaky, but it's definitely something you can do. At the tight end position, I mean, CJ Uzoma's just underpriced at 3,400. He's really become a key piece of this offense, you know, six plus targets in four straight games. And I mean, he's just the clear cut pay down option on this slate. It's just a really affordable price tag for a guy who's been heavily involved in the Bengals passing attack. Yeah, he's the cheapest starting tight end on this two game slate. And he's seen 20 targets in his last three so he's being heavily involved like you said and you really don't have to overthink it in terms of cash Uzama is the cash game tight end this week Kelsey obviously great tournament play and he's going to probably have another great game so I'm playing Kelsey Hill Mahomes doubles it's pretty affordable this week yeah you might have to you know sacrifice a position but the upside of that double I think is 
unmatched on this slate. And then at the running back position, I think two of the standout plays are, again, from this game, Joe Mixon, 6,800, and Jarek McKinnon at 5,100. I'll start off with McKinnon because his role has been really impressive as of late, even with the return of CEH. It didn't do much to hinder McKinnon's role. He still played 70% of the snaps, still saw 10 touches and 7 receptions against the Bills last week. I mean, Clyde looked good for what it's worth, averaged 8.6 yards per attempt, but if McKinnon is going to be evenly splitting attempts with him and dominating the pass game role, I think it's pretty easily McKinnon from a DraftKings, you know, full PPR perspective, and the price tag is really good at 5,100. The Bengals have also given up a ton of receptions to the running back position all season long. Yeah, it's going to be hard to choose one of these two running backs this week because I think we are going to see a full even split between CEH and McKinnon. I think McKinnon will project a little bit better because it looks like he is the preferred pass down back now but I will say I think you are right CEH did look good and he to me at least he did look better than McKinnon especially on the ground so I could definitely see CEH taking more of the rushing work in this spot and McKinnon you know, keeping that pass game role, but obviously both are, are going to hinder each other's projections and it's going to be hard to go there uh, in tournaments, especially. But I, I think if you can nail the the one Chiefs running back that scores a touchdown or two out of these guys, like I, I think you'll probably be in a good spot uh, because I'm expecting Jarek McKinnon and CEH to be two of the lower owned running backs on this slate where, you know, only like five running backs are viable. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm interested about McKinnon's ownership. I could see him getting a little bit juiced up. I don't know how interested people are going to be in, you know, the guys from the other game that we'll get to shortly. Mixon to me, I mean, clear-cut standout, especially over the last four games where his receiving role has really seen an uptick. And I think in this game especially, where we expect the Bengals to be, you know, just potentially chasing the Chiefs. I don't see that changing. Five-plus targets in four straight, obvious goal line role. Joe Mixon seems like a pretty standout play at 6,800. Yeah, I think Joe Mixon is going to be the highest owned running back on the slate probably, or at least top two. And that's kind of why I said McKinnon and CH are probably going to be the two lowest owned. I'm expecting a majority of people to play Mixon in one of their RB spots and then probably either go to Mitchell or Cam Akers. Uh, just because both of those guys are going to project better from a touch perspective than CEH and McKinnon in the RB2 spot. And this is definitely a four wide receiver week because uh, wide receiver is where all of the value and the strong plays are between both games. So Mixon is a lock in cash um, and he's a great tournament play. I'm probably fading the Chiefs guys, but, you know, like I said, they're probably going to be lower owned and probably good pivots off of Cam Akers chalk. But yeah, other than that, I, th- I think it's really only those three running backs out of this game that you can even think about putting in your lineup and Mixon, I, I think, is a is a very good play this week. All right, moving on to our second game, the NFC Championship, which kicks off at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to L.A., a game that we've already seen play out twice this year. This will be the third iteration. Rams are favored by three and a half. What are your initial thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think that this game is probably going to be a defensive battle. What, they they played in week 18, right? And the 49ers won 27-24. Uh, they had to come back and win in overtime. I think the Rams should be able to get the job done in this spot. I know that the Rams, especially recently, have struggled against the 49ers. They've lost six straight games 
against San Francisco. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number. Like, just point blank, period. Obviously, that's a little bit noisy. Doesn't really matter for this game. But, you know, this is this is a team that knows how to play the Rams. It's honestly just that simple to me. So I think this is going to be a close game. Obviously, from a fantasy perspective, it's not going to compare to the Chiefs and Bengals game. But I think there are still some, you know, pretty solid plays in, in this game from a fantasy perspective. There are. And I, I think that, you know, the key to this game from a fantasy perspective is what are we going to see the Rams do on offense? Are they going to try and keep it on the ground like they have oftentimes, or is this going to be a game where they're throwing the ball? I mean, it was pretty predictable last week. I mean, we talked about it. A lot of people were talking about it, that it was an obvious spot where it was going to be paced up. The Rams were going to try and win through the air. I don't know if that's going to be the case this week. Like we've talked about, this game has already played out a couple of times. In week 18, Stafford threw the ball 32 times. In week 10, he threw the ball 41 times. He's priced at 6,300 on DraftKings. Do you think that there's going to be enough volume and enough upside to go with Stafford stacks on DraftKings this week? I mean, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't like the Rams that much this week, especially stacking, because, you know, you're, you're really just comparing it to, you know, Joe Burrow double or Patrick Mahomes double, and I don't think the volume will be there, especially playing the 49ers who just want to play at a snail pace, control the tempo of the game. You know, for if for some reason the Rams do get down in this spot, I mean, that'd be good, uh, but if the Rams get up, they should look to control the, the game on the ground. You know, Cam Akers had 24 rushing attempts last week. They were up. This just doesn't look like an appealing spot to target Stafford doubles when comparing to Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. So, just in terms of the quarterback position, I will be fading Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, this Sunday. Yeah, we don't even need to discuss uh, Jimmy G there. And I agree with your take. I think that my quarterback pool will be strictly coming from the AFC game. And at the running back position, Cam Akers is the interesting discussion point because he's priced at 5k which is extremely cheap if we see a role similar to what he had last week 27 touches didn't do too much with them you know was only averaging two yards per carry has a decent role in the passing game but he fumbled the ball twice and I, I guess what it's going to come down to is how much that affects his usage going forward does McVeigh you know, give a little bit more work to Sony Daryl Henderson we don't know yet if he's going to be active for this game he's eligible to return and if that's the case, it could be, you know, a three-headed running back by committee. How do you see the Rams running back room playing out this week? Yeah, I think Cam Akers should definitely lead this backfield in touches. Um, that's that's kind of been the goal with the Rams and Cam Akers since he's came back is to just kind of ease him in, you know, see how he's feeling after one two games and use him as the workhorse that they probably intended for him to be uh, before he tore his Achilles. So in this spot, I think you could probably project for 20 plus touches. I, I do think that it would be pretty smart to use Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson because I do think they are capable, especially if the Rams get up in this game. I think both of those guys could see attempts if both are active, Daryl Henderson specifically, but I don't, I don't really think the fumbles mean anything to Cam Akers and Sean McVay. I think he's still going to ride Cam Akers and he's 5k so he's going to project really really well but it, it is a tough matchup. The Niners have a top five run defense in the NFL this season. Theoretically I think this should be a, another game where Stafford should throw the ball more but 
I think we both can envision the Rams getting up in this game and, and just running, you know, Cam Akers into the teeth of the defense. Yeah, I mean, from a cash game perspective, I think the Akers is probably your running back two behind Joe Mixon. Just because of a price perspective at 5K, you know, you could very easily make the case that he has the best touch projection of any running back on the slate. So mm-hmm. from a cash perspective, I think that Akers is pretty easily the play in this game, but you can get away from him in tournaments easily, you know, go to the Chief, uh, the Chiefs guys, like we mentioned, McKinnon only $100 more, especially if you're getting an ownership discount. And then Eli Mitchell priced at 5900 The fact is he's never going to be coming off the field and... The 49ers are going to want to run the ball in this game. Yeah, Eli Mitchell is going to project pretty well. 5,900, monster workload. So I think he is a better cash game play than Cam Akers to mm-hmm. me. I, I I just think that it's a better spot uh, for Eli Mitchell in terms of matchup. I mean, the, Ram, the Rams are tough, and I, I think... You can fade both of these guys in in tournaments because the the running backs in in the Chiefs and Bengals game, I think, are are probably the moves just in terms of game environment. So in tournaments, I mean, Cam Akers, it's a tough fade at 5K, but he's probably my favorite fade. And Eli Mitchell, I mean, you could definitely get away from him, especially if the 49ers get down. He loses rush attempts to Debo Samuel as well. So yeah. That, that's kind of my take on it is uh, I'll probably play him in cash, but in tournaments, I'll probably find a fade. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. At the wide receiver position, Cooper Cup is the most expensive on the slate at 8,800. Debo Samuel is 7,200. How are you looking at the two alphas in the past games for these two respective teams? Yeah, I think Cooper Cup is probably the best play on the slate once again. I mean, standard. He's just the GOAT. I mean, not really much needs to be said. Debo Samuel gonna have to see you know if anything serious came from this knee knee injury it doesn't look like it is serious because he is expected to practice today and it looks like he suffered an ankle injury as well so we'll have to wait and see about Debo Debo's health and maybe he's a little bit limited in this game obviously they won't say that going into the game but if that's the case and we can expect him to be a little bit banged up you could definitely fade him at 7200 especially with Tyreek Hill 200 less Jamar Chase 500 less I think honestly even if he's fully healthy I'd probably go with those guys over Debo you know he's been one of the best fantasy receivers in the league so it's always a tough fade. Yeah, Debo's been a monster this year, and he had a lot of success against the Rams in the two games they played. He had 29 points against them in Week 18, over 30 points against them in Week 10. But I'm concerned about the injury. He looked, you know, significantly beat up by the end of that game, limping off the field. And I mean, you said it. Like Tyree Kill is cheaper. We know what the ceiling is with Hill. Chase is cheaper. We know what the ceiling is with Chase. I think that I would just opt to play those two guys uh, over Debo Samuel. Cooper Cup, got to have exposure to. It's pretty easy. He, I mean, he's going to get it done one way or the other. Any interest in the cheap guys? You know, Odell Beckham, 5,100. Brandon Ayuk, 5K. And, and maybe you stone punted off with Van Jefferson at 3,900. The man who has, you know, continually lost you money uh, down the stretch here. Yeah, I'm not playing Van Jefferson. <laughs> uh, d- didn't play him last week, so got off that. Odell, I guess, is kind of interesting. 5,100. Saw eight targets last week, and l- like we talked about, Stafford looks to him in the red zone, so he could easily score a touchdown in this spot against the 49ers, or he could just also flat-out bust if the, if the Rams get up and they go to a more run-heavy offense, which we've also talked about. You know, he's probably one of the worst plays on the slate then in that, in that case, so probably going to be a little underweight Odell 
uh, just the upside, honestly, just has not been there, even on the Rams, uh, especially at a 5,100 price tag. Ayuk, I guess, is interesting. I mean, there's really not much. Jimmy Garoppolo, he can't like support three of these guys, right? Like, like you got to get the the right guy from this game in terms of the Niners. Uh, skill players. So you're really just choosing out of Debo, Ayuk, or Kittle, and I'm choosing Debo in that scenario nine out of ten times. Yeah, this could be the one time where I think it's Ayuk. I mean, if we are really buying into Debo being limited, I could see Ayuk having you know a, a pop up spot in this game. Uh, he's obviously you know been up and down all season, but we know the ceiling is there. He's a talented wide receiver. Five K is a good price tag, and coming off of a donut. 0.0 fantasy points game last week. I, I don't think the ownership is going to be there. So he could be a decent large field leverage play at tight end. George Kittle, 5K, Tyler Higby, 3,700. What is your interest with these guys? I mean, Higby is okay at 3,700. You're probably going to get six targets out of him, nine points. Just the upside is so low with Higby, so I'm probably fading him, especially with Uzama, a little bit cheaper. Kittle, I mean, we we know the ceiling that Kittle has, right? We saw it in back-to-back weeks in week 13 and week 14, 42 37 DraftKings points. Since then, only two games above 10 and one game above 15 DraftKings points. He's just on a team with a bad quarterback and on a run first offense. You know, he's out there running routes, right? He he's running all of the routes on Jimmy G's dropbacks, just not getting targeted. And I think I would just rather find the money to get up to Kelsey, but I mean it's it's 5k for, you know, a top two, top three tight end in the NFL on a two-game slate. So you could you could definitely uh, go there in large field tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate the idea of playing either of these guys. I think that they're both, you know, ownership leverage plays off of the guys from the other game. You know, mo- a lot more people would just go to Uzoma, especially coming off of two straight good games. Tyler Higby did have his best fantasy game of the season against the 49ers a couple of weeks ago. So 3,700, I think it's a decent ownership pivot. You know, obviously there are scenarios where he outscores Uzoma pretty easily can envision that. And then George Kittle, I mean, you said it, it's a two game slate, 5k. I wouldn't expect him to be the highest scoring tight end on the slate, but it's very easily within the range of outcomes. So you know, if you're getting an ownership discount, I don't mind George Kittle as as a one-off. Same thing with Ayuk. You know, if Debo's limited, they're, they might have to look to their other playmakers, and, and that could be George Kittle in, in a winner-go-home spot. Yep. That about sums it up here. We can transition for our best bets of the week, which we did go 3-0 and last week. Joey, what are you betting on this championship weekend? So for this Chiefs and Bengals game, I have two bets that I like. The first bet is I like the over 23 and a half for the Bengals team total currently on FanDuel Sportsbook at minus 106. I might lock that in right now, actually. Um, I think this is just a spot where the Bengals are going to have to score points to keep up with the Chiefs. And 24 points, you know, they, they've only hit that in one out of two playoff games this year, but I think they're going to play up to their opponent. Um, the Chiefs defense has gotten shredded. I think that line and the, the value at minus 106 just uh, doesn't really make sense to me, to be honest. So I like that. I already said the prop that I like. I like Tyler Boyd over 38 and a half receiving yards. And then on DraftKings, I also like the Cincinnati Bengals over two and a half touchdowns uh, total 
for their team is minus 130. So, uh, you know, pretty much a, another bet on the Bengals uh, team total, but they have to score three touchdowns, which is 21 points. So you're getting, you're getting like a field goal off the team total and just hope that they, they score touchdowns there. So I like the Bengals team total, which is also minus 105 on DK, minus 103 on FanDuel. Tyler Boyd over 38 and a half and the Bengals team total touchdowns over two and a half. Yep. That all seems super solid to me. I've got two for this game that I like. I like Burroughs over on passing yards, which I already talked about. 287 and a half is just a low number on FanDuel. I get that at minus 116 right now. I think that's pretty good. I also like Bengals plus seven and a half, which if you do a little bit of shopping around you can find on bet mgm the line seems to be plus seven everywhere else i think that extra half point could make a difference so i've already bet that on bet mgm you know i i I like the extra half point there any bets for the san francisco rams game yeah so in this game i mean all of the money right now is on the 49ers surprisingly and a lot of the money is also on the under so i'm probably going to stay away from this game in terms of spreads, unless I get a lean, you know, I think the Rams should win. So I wouldn't mind including the Rams money line in a parlay on Sunday. So that would probably be my first pick would be Rams money line. And then I think one of my favorite prop bets for this game is Jimmy Garoppolo under 222 and a half passing yards in his career in the playoffs. He has never hit this mark. Think about that. In in all of the playoff games that he's played in, he has not gone over this line. This is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, the worst quarterback left in the playoffs. The Rams defense, I think, should be able to clamp Jimmy G. Uh, and we obviously know that they want to go a little bit more run heavy. Debo banged up a little bit. Obviously, that's not going to show up on the injury report. Uh, come Sunday, but it could factor in, and I, I think this line is a little too high. I'm, I'm, I just wonder if it was higher, and I'm, you know, making a fish bet with this. But I think, I think from a projection standpoint, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, that makes a decent amount of sense to me. Like I'm always down to bet an under on a terrible quarterback in a in a negative matchup. So I like that. My favorite prop bet right now is the under on cam Akers rushing which is at 59 and a half he has not topped that yet and if we think there's any concern about you know him having less of a workload with the potential return of daryl henderson you know with the two fumbles maybe they go a little bit back towards sony it's another tough matchup i mean i could definitely see him having a decent game maybe he gets a touchdown but he's going to need a lot of touches to get over 60 rushing yards so give me the under on cam Akers and, and fuck it dude I'll, I'll take minus three and a half on the rams it's time for the 49ers luck to run out they've beat two better teams in consecutive weeks they're not going to do it a third time i think the rams win this game easily yeah i mean that's what i would expect but i mean we, we've talked about it the the niners have had the rams number they which, have which i think is a little concerning and you know they beat them both times this year it's obviously hard to beat the same team three times but the 49ers, I don't, I don't know. They're just they're just running so good right now, and it's hard to take the points against them because I think this will be a close game, and I think they have a chance to win. But you know, I got to ride with my Super Bowl prediction, which was Rams and Chiefs. Posted that before the playoffs started, so I, I got to ride with my predictions there. Yep, mine was Rams Bills. R.A.P. 
the coin toss. And uh, that's going to be it for episode 197 of the DFS Dose podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose, as well as our personal Twitters. I'm at Ben Hover. Joey's at Joey Carrion DFS. For more championship weekend content, you can check out our YouTube channel, The DFS Dose, where we post multiple videos per week, and we'll be back with a live stream this Saturday to revisit the slate and give our updated thoughts as the week develops. To everybody listening out there, we appreciate you. We value you. Until next time, let's stay accountable and keep it authentic. Bye.